Hi, Andy Elms here. Welcome back to The Spiritual Leader. I want to share to you something today just from my study here at home. Something that I felt the Lord challenged me with when I was just out spending time with him this morning regarding my expectations, what I'm expecting and uh, where my faith is at for what's coming next. Hope you enjoy. Hope this challenges you as you listen to it. I was thinking and praying today and uh, as I was praying I really felt the Lord challenged my heart with something that I want to challenge you with and so I thought I'd just do this quick podcast and uh, do it around the subject of what are you expecting it's a good question isn't it we all need to be able to ask ourselves what are we expecting what are we expecting are we expecting good are we expecting bad are we expecting positive are we expecting great things to happen have we got great expectations or are our expectations in need of a renewal or an upgrade you see faith has an expression and the expression of faith is our expectation when we look at what we're expecting to happen next what we're going to receive next that reflects where our faith is at often it can help us to understand if we have faith or fear when we listen to ourselves Do we hear ourselves saying things like, oh, I bet I'm going to get sick or I bet COVID comes and affects me and my family? Because that's actually a negative expectation based on the fears of things in this life rather than the promises of God. Now, we need to listen to ourselves and hear great expectations, expectations that are statements of faith that come from deep within us, not fear that may momentarily be in our mind. What are our expectations today? What are your expectations today? This was the question I really sensed the Holy Spirit was asking me to ask myself this morning when I was praying. Are they positive and good or are they negative and not so good? You see, expectations, our expectations as spiritual leaders always need to be based on his promises, not on the things that are going on around us or the things that we hear other people speaking, rather based on the things that we've heard God speak to us in his word, through his word. What have you heard him say to you about that situation you're facing? Have you gone to the Lord and asked him for a promise? Have you spent time allowing the Lord to speak his promises into your life regarding your your life, your future, that situation you may be facing? Again, I'm not talking about grabbing random words out of the Bible. We understand that the Bible and the word of God is often defined in two ways. It can be defined as logos, which is the spoken word. And it can also be defined as rhema. And that's when the Holy Spirit takes the spoken word and makes it an oh yeah moment deep within you. I love moments when the Holy Spirit causes the word to become rhema within me, don't you? And I remember comparing that once to, you know, the water at Bethesda. And it says, uh, if you read the account in the Gospels, that people used to gather around the waters at Bethesda and wait for an angel or something to stir the waters. And when, when the water was stirred, apparently if you got in, you would receive a miracle, something supernatural would happen. I, I love the way of comparing that sometimes to the word of God, that we have the promise of God. We have the word of God constantly with us, which is his Logos word. But then there's moments when the Holy Spirit comes and he stirs the word of God and faith is released in you. 
suddenly you believe you're not just saying it, but you know God's going to do what he's promised he's going to do. That's one way of explaining the difference between rhema and logos. So my question is, have you got rhema promises? Have you heard the Lord speak to you, give you promises through his word for the season you're coming into, what you're facing, maybe situations you're walking through? If not, I think our 101 of leadership is to pull away from the crowd, to open the Bible, to to ask the Holy Spirit, to ask the Lord, would you give me, Lord, a promise for this situation that I'm in or this season I'm entering into? So that when the storms blow and the winds blow and the waves begin to beat against the side of the boat, but could potentially produce unbelief or a negative expectation within us. Rather, we go, you know what? God's got this. God has promised me he's going to see me through this and he's going to bring me through in abundance. Don't let timing dissuade you of the things you should be persuaded in. If you're in a moment that's scary, if you're in a moment that's uncertain, if you're in a moment where you're facing a situation that may be minor or major, and naturally speaking, it could be a fearful moment or a moment where you could be given to worry, this is where you need to again return to what God has spoken about the situation. But also not be put off when it's taking a little bit longer than what you thought. Because, you know, God gives us a promise, but often he doesn't give us a timeline. But we have an assurance in our heart that God's timing is always perfect. Sometimes it doesn't feel like that, does it? When you're waiting and it feels like you're in a waiting room and God's taking his time. But if you've ever seen God come through on a promise, deliver something he said he would bring. You're always left saying, Lord, you were also very busy in the background doing things I'd never thought of. Your timing is perfect, Lord, as are your promises. Listen, we need to be a people of great expectations. Though the world around us and the people in it are filled with fear concerning COVID and sickness and and things that could come upon their life because they've heard on the news that they can, we need to be people of great expectations. Where are expectations of what's going to happen next are based upon God's promises towards our life. We need to have genuine expectations. I'm not saying today fake it till you make it or pretend or go through emotions or just speak things that people think sound right. No, that's shallow. God wants us to have deeper faith than that. He wants us to have genuine expectations in our life that aren't based on the things that are happening around us, what our bank statement is saying, what the news is saying, what the World Health Organization is saying, but rather on what we've heard God speak in his promises, in his word towards us. Those are where our great expectations come from. We need to understand that we need to live almost with a sentence or a statement within us when we know what God's promised us that simply says, It's on its way. It's on its way. Yeah, but where's your evidence? I I don't need any. Faith is the substance. It's the evidence of the things he's promised that I have received. Let that statement fill your heart today, spiritual leader. It's on its way. If you've gone to the Lord and you've got the promise of the Lord for a situation, 
Even if it's a Logos promise, that's okay. But if it's a Rhema promise that the Holy Spirit has stirred the waters of faith within you, then begin to walk around, not like Eeyore out of Winnie the Pooh, just whining and moaning, saying, oh no, it's all going to go wrong. It's all, no, no, don't be like Eeyore, be like Tigger. Be jumping around saying, it's not based on what I can do. It's based on what my heavenly father can do. I know what God has promised me and I know he is faithful to finish what he started and to give what he said he would. Let that statement chase out hopelessness from you today. It's on its way. Come on, begin to say that with me over that situation. It's on its way. God's miracle, God's provision, it's on its way. You know, so often I get annoyed with myself when I become surprised when things don't happen or they're delayed. And I want to cross over from that to being a person that's surprised when things don't happen. Like, what do I mean by that? I mean, sometimes, you know, you can go through a situation and things don't turn out as you believed they would in that moment. And you turn and you go, oh, well, I knew it was going to turn out like that. What is that statement? That statement is a statement of unbelief where actually you're saying what you actually were believing for, that it wouldn't work out, that it wouldn't happen, has come to pass. We can't afford to be like that. If we're going to be spiritual leaders that see our lives impacted by the promises of God and other people's worlds turned around, we've got to be a people who are actually surprised when the things that we're believing aren't happening. And we say, come on, Lord, I know you've promised me these things. We need to make sure that what we're expecting is based on positive expectations. You know, when you read the book of Job, Job is an unusual book, isn't it? And um, I don't ever claim to be an expert of the book of Job. But there's one statement in there that's relative to what we're saying today. And that's in Job 3. I think it's verse 25, where it says this of Job. That which he greatly feared came upon him. And that which Job greatly feared came upon him. Can you see the magnetism of his fear? Now, we need to understand that there's a magnetism to fear, but there's also a magnetism to faith. <clears throat> when we believe, truly believe, when we against what we're seeing around us or hearing around us say, this is what God has said in this situation, and we choose to stand on that promise or God's opinion, we release a faith that's magnetic. But in the same way, when we choose to live in fear, speak fear, hope for the worst, then like Job, sometimes we bring into the orbit of our life the things that we greatly feared. Hey, spiritual leader, let's not be like that. Rather, let's be like the centurion that we read about in in the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 7. You know, if you read that account in verses 1 to 10, you read about the centurion and he comes to Jesus and uh, he's got a servant that's got a need. And uh, <clears throat> I love this story of faith <clears throat> where he comes to Jesus and he says, look, I've got a need, I've got a problem. And Jesus says, I'll come and uh, I'll come to your house. And the centurion says, no need, Jesus. I am a man under authority. I understand how authority works. Just go ahead and speak the word. Speak your promise over my servant, over this situation. And that's all I need. And then Jesus looks at the servant of a centurion and turns to his disciples and says, 
This is faith. This is great faith. The person understands authority. He understands it's all in the word, you see, that's spoken by God. And then the centurion, after the Lord had spoken the word, the centurion, he went home. And on the way home, I don't believe he was walking with negative expectation of, I wonder, oh, I hope my servant's okay. But he said, no, no, the Lord has spoken. My servant will be okay. There was a faith within him. There was a great expectation of godly manifestation within him. And it says when he returned to his house, the uh, servant was healed. And when he inquired and said, what hour was my servant healed? They said the hour and it turned out to be the exact moment when Jesus had spoken that very hour, his servant had been healed. I like to think about that centurion's journey home because sometimes we're journeying towards a manifestation, aren't we? Sometimes we know that the Lord has spoken and uh, we need to walk by faith in the direction of what he said he's done, what he said he will do. But in that journey, we need to make sure in that corridor of faith that we're not abandoning faith, aborting faith, but rather we're saying it's on its way. God's going to do what he said he would do. Then we're like the centurion that sees the manifestation of that which he needed and not like Job, but rather saw the manifestation of the things he feared. We need to make sure that our expectations are based on just simple things. Number one, you know that he's heard you. Here's a good question. Do you know that God hears you when you pray? Because it's vitally important if you're going to be a spiritual leader who walks by faith that you do. I love it when Jesus is praying, you know, around that moment when Lazarus and the miracle of Lazarus being raised from the dead occurs. Jesus prays out loud and he basically says, Father, I'm praying for them, not for me. We've already had our discussion. We've already settled what's going to happen here. But Jesus makes a statement, always blesses my heart so much. He says, Father, thank you that you've heard me. You always hear me. That really brings a great conviction to my belief system that when I pray, I need to really believe centrally within me that God hears my prayer, that he's heard my prayer. People say, well, how do I know if that's happened or not? Well, you see it in how you pray next. I was talking to a young man recently that rang me who was, who was quite ill and he'd been ill for a while and and he rung me very frustrated. It was affecting his view of God. And I listened to the young man and uh, I said, can I ask you a question? He said, yeah, sure. I said, do you pray for the Lord to heal you every day? <clears throat> Quite keenly, he responded, yes, every day I pray, but Lord, would you heal me? I said, ah, there's your problem, isn't it? Your prayers are filled with unbelief. And he went quiet for a moment. I said, because... If you're praying every day for God to do something, then you don't believe that he heard you yesterday and he's actually busy doing what you've asked him to do. And the young man said, carry on with that. I said, OK, it's like if you keep on replacing something daily that doesn't need replacing, all you do is replace. It. It's like if you just keep putting flowers, new flowers on the table 
every day. It's just something that's got a negative replacement to it. He said, what should I be doing? I said, okay, this is what I've learned to do in life. I only ever pray for something once. Whether it's for me or for someone else, I only ever pray for something once. The next day I moved to Thanksgiving. I said, I have a very simple recipe in my heart that causes me to walk with great expectations that the Lord is busy around the things I've prayed. I come to a point where I I approach the Lord firstly and I pray. I ask the Lord for what I need. And then I get a settlement in my heart. I've prayed the prayer I need to pray. The Lord has heard my prayer. And then I draw a big line in the sand and I purpose never to pray that prayer again. Then what do I pray? The next day, I pray prayers of faith that are based in thanksgiving. You see, the first day, my prayer sounded like this. Lord, I have this need in my life. Please, Father, according to your word, your word reveals to me your will and your will reveals to me that I can ask this to you, my heavenly Father. So, Father, I ask this now in Jesus' name. Amen. The next day when I pray, thank you, Father, you've heard my prayer. I don't need to ask again. I thank you, Father, that you give me patience in the timing, but I know it's on its way. Thank you, Lord. It's got wings right now. Lord, thank you. Just as with Daniel, his prayer was heard the moment he prayed, but it took 21 days to get it delivered. Lord, I thank you. You've heard my prayer and my expectation is of manifestation, not of failure or fear. I hope that encourages you today. Because sometimes the simple problem of a person uh, faithlessly repeating their prayer is what can cause a blockage in them seeing the delivery of the thing they played for. So just simple things, really. Know he's heard you pray. Make your prayer based upon his will. Know that he's heard you. And then cross a line from asking to thanksgiving. Because we walk by faith, don't we? Not by sight. He makes things that aren't as if they were. He makes things that are not out of things that aren't there. He's incredible. God is incredible. What we need to do is believe in what he says he's done and what he's doing. That's how we begin to walk with expectation. So I want to challenge you today as I sit here in my study at home, just thinking about what the Holy Spirit spoke to me this morning when he said to me, I was out with a walk with my dog and I felt him say, Just check all your expectations are in position, Andy, for what I'm going to do next. And as I walked with the dog, I began to say, what am I expecting? Is there any fear? And I did a little bit of an MOT, a little bit of a a car checkup on my life to check that my expectations and my confessions were in alignment with true faith within me regarding the things I'm walking through, the seasons I'm coming into the things that the church is coming through and also the things I'm believing for others. I want to get to such a point, and I'm sure you do as well, that I'm not surprised when great things happen, miracles break out, supernatural things take place around me. Blessed, but not surprised. Come on, so often when God does something amazing that we asked him to do, I think we can all be a little bit too shocked, can't we? in a way that we shouldn't be. In many ways, we should just simply be able to say respectfully, there you go, I knew that was going to happen. Why? Because we have great expectations based upon his promises 
based on the fact that we know when we prayed, God heard us. Come on, let's begin to shift from a place of always being surprised when God does what he says he's going to do to a place that says, there you go. I know it was released when I prayed and now it's been delivered. That's a better way to live than to be bound by fear or doubt or unbelief. You know, I can remember an example once when I was away at a men's advance and we'd taken a whole bunch of people away, men away from the church to a a time away as we just gathered and spent some time as uh, Christian men away together. And we were having incredible times of worship. And one night after the worship is finished, I took the microphone and and just begun to just worship and, and begin to transition the meeting into what was happening next. And I just began to sing in the Holy Spirit. I just began to sing in that heavenly language that the Holy Spirit gave me. And uh, all of a sudden there was a gentleman on the front. He was from Argentina and he looked at me almost shocked and uh, he kind of sat down and just stared at me. And I thought, I wonder what the problem is. I wonder what's gone wrong here. And afterwards, after the meeting, he came to me and he said, Pastor, um, do you speak Spanish? I said, no, I don't. I said, I just about speak English. I left school pretty much before they asked me to leave. I just about mastered English. Some would actually disagree if I've mastered English or not. Um, No, to answer your question, no, I've never learned another language. And he said to me, then why were you praying in in uh, fluent Spanish, perfect Spanish. And I looked at him, I said, what do you mean? He said, when you were singing in the Holy Spirit, you were singing in Spanish. Um, and I said, what, what was I saying? Expecting a few random words that I would tie together to try and form some sort of spiritual uh, significance or message from this. He said, no, it was beautiful. He said, it was pure Spanish. And you were saying the Holy Spirit says, worship him. The Holy Spirit says, worship the Lord. Um, I, I I began to go, wow. And, uh, you know, as soon as that meeting finished, I went to the room that I was staying in and I opened the Bible again to the book of Acts, where it spoke about the out, out you know, the infilling and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit and how when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, that the, the the people in that room began to speak in languages they'd never learned. And the people around them began to hear these men and these women speaking in languages that were their local dialects. And I sat there, I got on my knees and I shouldn't have really, but I just said, wow, Lord, this is real. Lord, you, you really do give a language that no one's ever learned. There really is a heavenly language. I was quite embarrassed, really, because I've been a Pentecostal for quite a few years now. And we make these statements, don't we? You know, oh, we're speaking tongues. It's a heavenly language. But sometimes we need the Holy Spirit to let us know that what we're actually believing is real. What he's giving us is real. Now, I wanted to say that just to consider the thought that the Lord has sent us out to preach the gospel and see the lost saved. He's also said to us, Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He said that we cast out demons. That as we go around um, being in ministry for the Lord, if any deadly thing comes near us, sickness or virus, it won't affect us. No deadly thing can harm us. No plan of the enemy can affect us. Are we making those statements, those commission statements that the Lord gave us, just words or thoughts? Or are they becoming 
persuasions or expectations. You see, when we speak of having great expectations, yes, that's about us. That's about the things we need in our life, the situations we're facing. But if we're going to be spiritual leaders, it's not just about us. It's about others too. When you lay hands on a sick person, are you expecting them to be made supernaturally well? When you pray for somebody with sickness, not just a headache, even a cancer or something, are you expecting that cancer, that sickness to wither because you've used the name of Jesus? When you speak in tongues, do you honestly believe that you are speaking a divinely inspired language given you from God so that you can communicate in intimacy with him and the devil doesn't understand the word you're saying? I believe this season that we're living in, this time in which we're living in, beckons us to be spiritual leaders beyond anything we've ever been before. To me, an attribute of a spiritual leader is a person who walks by faith and not by sight, that chooses to believe the promises of God and not absorb the fear of this world that's dispensed through the media and people living in full-scale panic. So let me ask you today that which I believe the Lord asked me this morning. What are you expecting? Is it time to go through your list of expectations? Is it time for you to look at yourself in the mirror and say, are you expecting what God has promised? Even though the time has been long, God's faithful to his word, you see. If there's an expectation of bad things, get it out of your life. I went for a haircut today, just after I'd been with my prayer time with the Lord. And it's amazing, the hairdresser, the barber began to speak to me. And it wasn't long before he said to me, well, I reckon I'll get COVID. And I sat there and I thought, I don't want to live like that. And I looked at him, I said, I won't. I'm not going to get COVID. I'm not going to get sick. You see, I want to be surprised if things go wrong, not expect them. Rather, I want to walk in expectation. Lord, today I walk in your health. No sickness shall come nigh my dwelling. Lord, today, though my bank accounts may be empty now, they will be filled. Lord, I thank you that as you filled the nets of Peter, so, Lord, the fish are on the way to my nets. All the souls that are going to be saved are on their way. The provision I need, that's coming too. Lord, you've already placed the golden coin in the mouth of the fish I'm about to catch. The ravens have been released. You've prepared the widow for this season that I'm coming into next. I hope today has been an injection of faith into your life. I can't set your expectations. Only you can do that. I can set my own, but I can't set yours. But you know what? The good news is you can. So let me just close today by asking you this thought. What are you expecting? Today, what are you expecting? In your finances, what are you expecting? This season that's coming ahead of you, what, what are you expecting? Remove any negative, remove any expectations that don't align with what you truly believe or what God's word promises you can experience. And choose rather, like the centurion, to walk by faith. Let me say again as we close, it's on its way. 
it's on its way. God bless. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope it challenged you to go through your inner expectations and remove any that don't fit with the future you believe God has promised you. So glad that you joined me today. Join me next time for The Spiritual Leader.